Hi, I'm Deirdre Veldon and this is Confronting Coronavirus, a daily podcast on the COVID-19 outbreak. So my flight is out of Terminal C, so I'm heading that way right now. But look at the airport. It is a ghost town. I don't know if I have ever seen it this empty at eight in the morning. Coronavirus has put airlines and travel firms under unprecedented strain and consumers are bearing the brunt of it. Some news uh, just coming in from the airlines. Ryanair has announced that uh, it will be grounding the majority uh, of its flights. All airlines are now withholding refunds, it seems, offering vouchers instead and generating a huge amount of antipathy along the way. The whole affair calls into question public confidence in airlines, which may have an impact on their very uncertain future. Connor Pope is Consumer Affairs Editor with the Irish Times. Connor, there is not a lot of love out there for Ryanair at the moment. What have they done? Well, funnily enough, about three weeks ago, there was a whole lot of love for Ryanair and all the other airlines were getting it in the neck because in March and in early April, as the scale of the crisis became apparent, Ryanair was probably the only big airline in Europe that was believed to be processing refunds for cancelled flights quickly. Now, what Ryanair had done that no other airline had done, or few other airlines had done at least, was it just announced it was cancelling virtually all its flights for April and May, and it said to people, contact, get in touch, and you'll be able to get your refund. And people were really impressed with that, because other airlines, including Aer Lingus, British Airways, uh, KLM, and all the big European carriers, were only cancelling flights a week or 10 days out and they were making it very difficult for people to claim refunds and then one of the things that people were very critical of Aer Lingus over was it's push it was pushing people towards rebooking flights or accepting vouchers instead of getting refunds and that those refunds were things they were legally entitled to and then early in April the picture began to change slightly for Ryanair because Ryan, what Ryanair started doing was it was emailing people who had recently applied for refunds saying, due to the scale of the crisis and the fact that our staff are all working from home, we're not going to be able to process your refund until the COVID-19 pandemic crisis ends. So they were saying to people, you'll have to wait for an ill-defined period of time before you'd get a refund. But they were saying, however, if you'd like a voucher, We'll give you the voucher straight away. And then what happened earlier this week was a complete U-turn by the airline. And all of those people who had already applied for refunds as a result of cancelled flights were contacted saying, do you know what? You too now are going to have to wait until the crisis ends and we will only at that point begin to process uh, cash refunds. But here's a voucher that's already ready to go and you can use it at any time over the next 12 months. And people have become quite angry about that because they were under the impression that the airline had committed to giving them their money back. And now suddenly that was off the table, at least in the short term. So the company has done this all fast in, in telling customers who had applied before a certain date that they would get a refund. And then, as you say earlier this week, sending a, another mail suggesting a voucher was more or less their only option. But one thing that seems to have really annoyed these customers is the absolute lack of availability of contact information a poor chatbot uh, and, and really nobody to raise your case with. That's exactly right. And people have become incredibly frustrated because in the email 
that Ryanair has been sending people this week. It has said, you know, here's your voucher. Uh, here's, here's how you can use your voucher. Follow this link if you'd like a refund. And then when you follow the link, you're brought to another page of information which talks about the vouchers. And then only at the very end of that particular page, there's a small couple of paragraphs about how you will be able to apply for a refund in the future. But there's no clarity as to how that will work. And also when people have tried to contact customer service, they have you know, they've really struggled to make contact with anybody who can provide them with information. Now, to be fair to Ryanair, the same thing is being replicated across all the airlines. And I have had the same amount, uh, I've had similar levels of criticism directed at me uh, in connection with uh, Aer Lingus and with other airlines, as well as a lot of online travel agents and indeed a lot of offline travel agents. And I guess the, the, the real issue here is that the entire travel industry is in disarray. They are confronting a crisis, the like of which has never been seen before. And nobody knows what to do and nobody knows how to manage it. I mean, when you think about it, 95% of all air traffic is just gone overnight. And almost all of the people who are impacted are now looking for refunds. Um, and one of the things I think that has caused Ryanair to, to change its course in, in recent days is that EU regulations are crystal clear on this. Under EU regulation 261, if a flight is cancelled, you are entitled to a refund or a rebooking. End of story. But that isn't where the story ended because various uh, transport uh, uh, authorities across Europe and various government ministries across Europe have been changing the rules to allow credit notes or vouchers to be issued instead of cash in this scenario. And one of the things that is currently under consideration uh, with, with Shane Ross's department in the Department of Transport is a move to change the regulations that would allow an airline or a tour operator or a travel agent to offer a voucher instead of a refund. So clearly the airlines have all said, oh, hang on a second, if we just sit tight, wait for the Department of Transport to give the green light to credit notes or vouchers instead of cash refunds, then at least we'd be able to protect our cash reserves. So it's clear that that's what all airlines are doing because the, 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 the ground has shifted considerably when it comes to those refunds. And I think that's, that's where we are now. Is it possible Ryanair doesn't have the funds to meet these repayments? No, Ryanair is perhaps the wealthiest airline in Europe and it's up there amongst the wealthiest airlines in the world. It has billions of euros of cash reserves. And if you were to say any airline would be strong enough financially to withstand this crisis, it would be Ryanair. Um, funnily enough, the other airline that is actually very strong financially would be IAG, which is the parent company of Aer Lingus. There are some other airlines across Europe that will be really struggling. And there's airlines as far away as Australia that are really struggling with some. Virgin Australia, for instance, yesterday went, to, went into um, uh, a voluntary administration and they're, getting, they're getting, trying to get their, their debts uh, restructured. So the airline has the money. But I guess what, what all airlines are trying to do is they're trying to protect the cash reserves because they don't know for how long the crisis will last. And also, they don't know what travel is going to look like after the crisis abates. Because the reality is the very notion that there will be you know, people willing to pay 20, 20 euros and pack themselves in like sardines into flights traveling all across Europe, um, you know, times have changed and I think perhaps we're going to be moving into a completely different era of travel 
in, in, in the months ahead. And that is what Ryanair and all other airlines are trying to work out and trying to establish what they need to do to protect themselves in the future. Because the, like Ryanair is one of the most profitable companies in Europe, one of the most profitable airlines in the world. Um, it needs to safeguard its future and it needs to make sure that it continues to be profitable in, in very changed circumstances. Connor, if this is a stalling tactic on behalf of Ryanair and, and other airlines, what options are open now to the consumer, to those people, for example, who are saying, I just want my refund, I just want my money? Well, as it stands, the options for people appear quite limited because the law is the law and the law states that everyone is entitled to a refund. But, both, but all airlines are saying they're adhering to the law. All airlines are saying that, oh, yeah, you can get your refund, but just not yet. So there will be some people who need the money. Um, and then there'll be some people who actually be very happy to get a voucher instead of a cash refund. So in terms of what people can do in, in, in the very short term, I think people just need to sit tight and wait and see what happens. Um, uh, because they're not going to be able to push the airline or any airline into giving them cash refunds straight away. So, uh, but also I think people who can afford to take the voucher should probably consider taking the voucher because the reality is that there's an awful lot of people out there who haven't lost their jobs, who haven't been overly financially impacted by the crisis. And the idea that they would have 400 or a thousand euros or whatever it might be as a voucher for a flight that they could use in the months ahead, that might be very attractive for them. And also it might allow the airlines a degree of greater flexibility at giving those people who actually need the money back, it back faster. Connor, are there any airlines who have handled this well, in your view? Well, if you'd asked me what airlines had handled it well this time last week, the only airline I would have identified was Ryanair, because Ryanair were very, very quick to offer refunds in the early stages. But right now, I can't think of a single airline, certainly a single airline that's operating in Europe, that has handled the current crisis very well. I mean, I know that, for instance, Air New Zealand has handled the crisis quite well for, for Air New Zealand passengers. But in terms of the local market, it's hard to find an airline that has gone above and beyond what other airlines have done in terms of handling the crisis. Is the era of the budget airline gone forever now, do you think? I think travel is going to change dramatically in, in the months ahead. And I think we're going to see it um, on a low level and we're going to see it at a much, much higher level. One of the things that people will be very uncomfortable with in the months ahead will be large crowds. They, and so they will have to come up with different processes for boarding planes. They'll have to come up with different processes at security checkpoints to allow for greater social distancing. Because you must remember that pre 9-11 an awful lot of the restrictions that came into place after 9-11 would have just been outlandish the idea that you'd have to take your shoes off going through customs or that you wouldn't be able to bring in nail scissors on going through security or whatever it might be all of those provisions are now totally normal i think there's going to be a new normal when it comes to air travel uh, in 2021 2022 one of the things that we're going to see almost universally is going to be people wearing face masks you're going to see an awful lot more sanitation in airports and you're going to see an awful lot more nervous people. What you are also going to see is probably much higher prices for tickets because airlines are going to have to look very hard at how many flights they, they fly, how many cities they service. And one of the things that we might see is instead of having five or 10 flights a day to Malaga 
uh, with 20 euros for each seat, you might only have five or 10 flights to Malaga every week, but the airlines will be able to charge 200 or 300 euros for each seat because they will be at a premium. So prices are likely to climb in the medium term. They might fall in the short term once the crisis the immediate crisis abates, um, but they are almost certainly going to climb in the longer term. And you will see people traveling less frequently. Now, people are still going to want to go on holidays. People are still going to want to travel for business. But you, if, you, if you talk to industry experts, they're, they're saying that if air travel is only down 30% by the time we get to 2022, that will be considered an excellent result. Uh, for the for the aviation industry, so I think that the era of cheap local, uh, cheap travel and the era of peak travel will probably be two thousand and nineteen and I think it will be a generation before we get back to that level if we ever get back to that level is there not also the the, the kind of reality is that people might opt now to simply stay home? Yeah, the, the option of, of staying at home for your holidays will be very attractive to a lot of people. Now, to be perfectly honest, that's going to be trickier in Ireland than it is maybe in the United States or in Spain, where if, if you take Spain as an example, Spain has an awful lot of different things going for it. It has got cool weather in, on, in the north and it's got really hot weather in the south. It's got different foods all over the country. So an awful lot of Spanish people are very happy to holiday in Spain because they can go to a completely different part. The people in Asturias can go to Seville and the people in Seville can go to Barcelona. It's not quite the same thing in Ireland because Ireland is so small and also because we have such terrible weather so often that people will want to travel. People will want to go overseas and people will want to experience different cultures and different weather and they will want to go swimming in the sea. I don't know if Irish people will be as happy to stay at home as maybe people in other countries will. But the plus side is maybe we won't have to because the bottom line is we are still the base of the biggest low cost carrier in Europe. And that takes us right back to Ryanair and Ryanair will weather this storm. Ryanair will get through this crisis. And we all have to hope that in, in the years ahead, Ryanair will be as strong an airline as it has been for the last 20 years because it has, it has really driven down prices and given consumers more options. Connor, thanks very much. In the coming weeks, our experts will deal with questions about coronavirus and the current situation. Send your queries in audio file or text format by email to coronavirus at irishtimes.com. My thanks to Suzanne Brennan, who produced today's podcast. And thanks for listening. Stay up to date with the latest developments at irishtimes.com. We'll be back tomorrow. <laughs>